Uh, hello? Hello. Hi. Apparently, uh, apparently some folks say that there's still a podcast here. So, uh, if you can hear this, you've found the first found episode since we lost that episode back in Michigan. It happened. Maybe. Allegedly. My name's Jacob, and uh, welcome to Echoes of Samaria, a podcast for Cool Mini or Not's Dark Age. Uh, today, I am joined by uh, Nick. Hello. And Rick. Hello. There's no way this will get confusing. I promise. <laughs> um, so it's been a it's it's been a hot minute since we've since we've spoken with you guys. It's probably been about ten weeks. So we've we've missed about the last five shows. Not not you two specifically. You're giving me the side eye. You're not regular on here I'm, this is this is all to the viewers terrible radio for our eight listeners yeah, you, you've dropped the ball Jacob oh no I didn't drop I spiked it. Um, I, I've explained to a couple of our regulars that uh, my life kind of turned into a dumpster fire back in September um, and we had intended to do an episode in October for the Michigan GT um, and that may or may not have happened we're not going to talk about that uh, otherwise, um, we're here now. This is an episode. There's things being talked about. Um, like we've actually we've got some some battle reports to talk about. Some games that we've played. I don't know between, if I want to talk about games, but yeah, we can do this. Between like uh, Nick uh, Nick posting his best tournament outing uh, outside of Ryan's basement anywhere ever for Dark Age. Uh, so monumental improvements for Nick. Um, really and he is abysmal failure Really exciting tonight. for him. Um, but unfortunately, now his luck has turned, and he has no more luck in Ryan's basement. So There's no safe haven for me now. No. No, there isn't. Um, Only beer. So we'll kind of warm up with uh, some community news. Um, been a lot of whispers and scuttlebutt that uh, Dark Age is getting some kind of big announcement coming up, which is separate from... Uh, the Black Friday. The scene. Black Friday announcement. Yeah, um, that was a couple days ago. Still haven't seen anything. Yep, posted. So yep. keep an ear to that. We're still holding out on it. Um, but otherwise, the the good news is it means that the community's persistence in politely requesting on a couple different monthly sales reports. Hey, by the way, we haven't heard anything since September. What's going on with you guys? Uh, seems to be paying off. Um, obviously, uh, Simon is not in the habit of releasing new product or new sculpt in December. Um, it, it just doesn't make sense to from a business standpoint, so I can I can understand that. But hopefully sometime between December and January, we can see an announcement um, and, and maybe uh, maybe get something that the, the community is going to end up a little hyped about. Um, our last couple releases have been Immortals Models for Aaron and for uh, Brovanka McKenzie. Um, so that's... Yeah, like she needed more. 
Aircast didn't need anything extra, but uh, it doesn't really matter. Anyway, um, so yeah, there's uh, there's actually been some some movement on the on the community front. Um, I'm also curious um, with Pax Unplugged coming up. They've announced they will be there in force. But I'm guessing that's to be running 18 tables of the new Game of Thrones. Song of Ice and Fire. Yeah. 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 But I I have. I will almost bet that that's the case. But I am interested and I will have people there looking to see what they have in store. Do they have Dark Are they running the same consoles? Are they going to have consoles? Yeah. Are they going to be there just for board games? Are they going to have any miniature presence at all? So we'll we'll see what they show up. I know PAX Unplugged tends to trend towards board Board games. games. The. The same kind of mirror or foil to like Adepticon, which trends to almost exclusively miniatures games. So, so that'll be interesting just to see what they put out for display. Mostly, I think. Yep. Yep. Um. Otherwise, uh, we we did have the Michigan GT. Um, had a blast up there. Uh, we uh, you know, if I would have kept better notes, uh, I would better be able to call out the the folks who won. Uh, but core, I didn't. Core one. I remember that. Um, T Rex and Icon yeah, went undefeated. Yeah, the entire and that weekend. was that was at seven. That was the seven fifty. Right? No, he was both days. No, he, uh, at five hundred points, he was playing Luke. Okay, but he went undefeated yeah. both days. Yeah, yeah. Okay, he just uh, shout out to uh, that member would be uh, Zach Grogan. I think it is. Um, he uh, he played exceptionally well. Um, really cool guy. Met him good lists. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I didn't make it to the Michigan GT. Uh-huh. I, I wanted to go, but you know, obviously, mm-hmm. you guys know that I've got a lot of things going on at mm-hmm. home, so that's not something that I could participate in. But looking on Facebook, it it, it looked pretty impressive. How many how many Dark Age players? Were uh, we had twelve both days. Oh, sweet! Yeah, that's a pretty good. Uh, we, yeah, that's we a may, great we may have dropped as low as ten during the second day. Uh, the second day, so the the seven fifty true MTI, I ended up sitting out because we had an odd number and we just didn't want to make there end up being a buy in there. So I ended up sitting out for the event, uh, which was that was fine. That worked out well for me. Um, so I helped Ryan run the event, and it meant that I could uh, harass the folks who were playing Heresy pretty regularly, which. Uh, it was a lot of fun too. Since I was I, one of the people playing Heresy that weekend, so I get to go over and bother the Dark Age people in between games. Mm-hmm, so. mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. No, but that was great. I I'm really glad mm-hmm. to see that that Dark Age has got a uh, strong strong base. And mm-hmm. We're seeing it at all the cons and yeah. Simon is. It, it, uh, of course, we haven't heard much from them lately, but I but they're still. Yeah, uh, supporting us and speaking of uh, of active it. Dark Age communities, uh, Lafayette uh, Tier mm-hmm. One Games that's up there, extremely active um, to the point where they're they've been running an MTI about every other month. Um, generally, we're we're getting between six and eight to show up. Um, hopefully, that'll just continue to, to trend in a positive fashion. I think they uh, need myself. Uh, a lot of their locals don't show up if yeah, they can, yeah. and some of us should be able to drive up more yeah. at different times of the year. So. Yep. Um, myself, Alex, Nick, uh, Seth, and Sam are pretty regular, uh, and we've we've also gotten uh, Matt come down from, uh, I think he's in the Chicago area. Um, he ended up winning the MTI that we hosted here uh, at Ryan's, um, as well as uh, James. Um, James makes it up pretty commonly too. What's uh, uh, I think this is kind of the I've heard little bits here and there about it, and seen mm-hmm. a little bit on on Facebook. Mm-hmm. 
what is the schedule for that? It, it, or is there uh, a regular they're, schedule? They're looking to actually solidify a tournament circuit for 2019 with an understanding that they're going to run five events. Um, and then from those five events, they're going to track tournament points and then whoever they're going to cut to the top four or six or eight, depending on how many people are able to mm-hmm. turn out, they're going to cut to the top of that for a sixth event, which will be an invitational and kind of be a tournament of champions kind of thing. Okay, cool. Right. I mean, so I mean obviously, wants. we're yep. not that far from Lafayette. Yep. And, yep. and I I live in Carmel, so mm-hmm. I'm even closer mm-hmm. than you guys. Yeah. So I... Well, you know, I'd like to you know join in on that. We'll see if he can get you up on the next. That would be that would be great. I'm pretty excited just for the fact that that he's wanting to say that the invitational that's going to cap it all off. Um, he's hoping to be able to actually seed pairings mm-hmm. predetermined based on tournament points. So, like your number one seed should be playing your number eight seed coming out of the gate. Uh, out of the gate, so your your progress throughout the year will mean something leading into kind of this this capstone event. Okay. So that's um, that sounds great. He's got a great store. He's got what uh, six or eight tables set up. Yeah, at least. Yeah, uh, lots, seven. Seven. Tables. Yeah, lots and lots of uh, laser cut MDF. Very very nice terrain. Um, typically plays appropriately dense tables, yeah. and that's that for me is always exciting. Um, obviously, we're we're pretty spoiled here with the with the quality and the density of terrain that uh, that Ryan fields. Um, but having played other systems at other stores, um, 40k comes to mind. Where um, historically, yeah, some some stores have played very close to a 30 odd percent terrain saturation. But especially as numbers would creep up sometimes and they'd have to push for additional tables, suddenly you see tables bottoming out as low as 15 or 20% terrain saturation, which is very, very low, and it, it does shift the meta. Yeah, and I think Dark Age certainly plays better at 30% and above. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there is there is a limit to that. Yeah. I mean, you can go too far I, with it, but I, I, I do think, think a good... Saturation of I, I terrain think is good. Ryan's been pretty transparent that he he expects the game to be about the forty to fifty percent range. Yeah, um, and I I think that that's significant to try to push back against the strength of some of what we see coming out of Forsaken right now. Whether that's Mark or Isaac or Luke, um, all three of those armies have a lot of big flashy guns that tend to sport above an eight inch range pretty regularly. Um, <laughs> And without without meaningful yeah, Nick knows like, nothing about that. Well, it's dishonorable. You, you, know, <laughs> you know what else is dishonorable? Losing. Yeah, I lose with honor though. <laughs> There's no. You had beer tonight. Yeah, you you had no honor. <laughs> um. So that that said, uh, our our latest outing was uh, was Nick's first time getting a field lock. He's uh he's up to this point been fielding the uh, ice elemental ice elemental because he thinks he's too good to be uh, playing luck and uh, so and my win loss record argued otherwise so I decided to uh, up my game a little bit and what did you learn? Uh, make sure I pin him to the base before I go to the tournament so he doesn't break off. What did you game. learn about <laughs> pinning things to bases? How about that? Uh, wear a thimble so the pin doesn't go through the foot and into your thumb. That is painful. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, you even got a warning shot, and you just decided, like, Yeah, oh my god, no, this is sharp. It's fine, let me just change the angle. <laughs> uh, okay, for those, those playing at home, if, 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 you, if you haven't caught on, 
Nick basically ran a pin all the way through his thumb. Yeah, in and out. I tried to pin Luck's foot into the base, and the pin was so sharp, it punctured through Luck's foot into my thumb as I was pushing it. <laughs> yeah. It was extremely painful. Yeah. And it couldn't happen um, to a better ice cast player. Uh, but, uh... Luck, first outing. You're up to date on your tetanus shots, right? Yes, I am. Okay. He is now. Uh, <laughs> first outing, first thing that happens is I pull Luck out to play him as he breaks off his base at the tournament. So that was the great start. Didn't really get to show off the model as he's kind of floated on the table next to his base. So you, you started the, the day against Icecast, or uh, against Aircast, sorry. Yeah. First game is against Aircast. Now that was against Sam, Sam. though. Yes. And Sam Sam ended up winning that. Uh, shout out to... Yeah, of course, uh, I'm only going to lose to the best. Yeah. Well, and then you lost yeah. to me in the second. Anyway, um, which I took second, so you know yeah, there's you that. Exactly. Uh, shout out to Sam Dempsey for her win. Uh, she ends up taking home the gelt at the end of this story, so... Uh, so, first game against her, I ran up, Luck just brutalized uh, Bravanka, and then couldn't finish off Air Elemental. Uh, Sam was able to just, just uh, score cards every turn, and win initiative. I'm like, I told you, you're not supposed to do both. There's, there's a reason the game mechanic is supposed to, like, hinder you, but I couldn't... She had pretty hot dice all day. I could not, I did not win a single round of initiative that game, except for when I forced it with Luck. That was the only time I had initiative. So then she just was able to keep pounding me and came down pretty close, but I think she ended up winning 11-4 to four yeah. for that game. Second game went against uh, this idiot over here. Say hi. No. Okay. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, a minute, wait a minute. You got two Jacob. idiots, yeah, one on each side. Would you so be I, more uh, specific? <laughs> I, I decided to bring out Toxic Cult, which is something that I'd been like... I'd been planning since Blood Cult kind of fell through for me. Uh, I'd, I'd been looking yeah, that, for... Yeah, that didn't work out very well, did it? It didn't, but I've got some other things to try with it, so uh, I won't say that it will never work out, um, but I absolutely can say that Toxic Cult is so much fun. Like, uh. I really enjoy that army. Uh, Nick ended up getting a mission where he didn't have to fight me head-on. Which is uh, good, We were playing Burying the Dead. Yep, yep. Um, but, uh, compared to, like, my first round, where, uh, between, like, Toxic Mistresses and Caustics and the Toxic Abomination and Father Kerwin, I was able to go and grind Icon down to the point where he was minus 7 AS, minus 3 power, every time he swung. So, suddenly he's hitting my Abomination on, like, 9s, and he's hitting Father Kerwin on 5s. Uh, and then when he finally manages to connect, he steps all the way down from his massive POW 10 with extreme damage down to a POW 7. Mm. Abomination saving on 13s, Kerwin saving on 11s, and, um, that just, that was, that was a bad time for Icon, uh, especially because I was able to stack up three poisons on him, uh, three toxic counters on him, which meant that every time before he made an attack roll, he took a POW 2 hit, and he's just biting it. Um, so Seth, Seth's up, dice yeah. ended up really crapping out on him. Um, but at the same time, I felt a high degree of personal reward of having put him in a position where he felt like he had to activate Icon to win the game or or to really accomplish meaningful goals. But as soon as he did, he activated it so early in the round that I could dump all those counters back on it again and just constantly keep Icon under suppression where he couldn't hurt me. 
I I think you and I need to play again. I, I almost hate to say that. Yeah. But <laughs> as 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 poorly as the blood cult did mm -hmm. against my Saint Isaac. Oh yeah. Not because of Saint Isaac so much. Just just mm -hmm. it, yeah. It's just the the. The faction yeah. and the rolling just didn't. Yeah, you nothing, just didn't do nothing anything. Nothing came together for Blood Cult, and this this right. uh, this absolutely was a complete one eighty. Um, yeah, we as, we need to play again. Yeah, we, we yeah. need. Yeah, you need to bring the the. Uh, I'll have to sometime, or uh, or just the the revamped Blood Cult list, even just to see how that shakes oh, out. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, I'm more than happy to yeah. beat you again. <laughs> <laughs> so round two saw Nick and I square off over uh, burying the dead. Uh, should have been a great mission for Dragiri. Um, he had the two ice or the two Halkin, which are uh, piddly PS10. But one but of my favorite models. That's if I can get him to use them. That's better than most of the scarred. My abomination is an eight. My toxic mistresses are eights. My caustic is a ten. So I think I had like so those four models are sub ten. Leaving me with Kerwin, Gristle, Cesspool, and Hoodoo to be able to meaningfully interact with objectives. Um, that was that was a rough spot out of the gate. Um, but it doesn't really matter when you roll. <sighs> I so think bad. his first eight dice rolls were seventeen plus. Yep. Ow. Oh. That's uh, that was like outside good. of luck. That was uh, well, and luck. Plus, he even got the seventeen. So yeah. he rolls the seventeen, and he's like, Whew. "Well, it worked." <laughs> um, but yeah, as, as he's going and trying to scoop up bodies, uh, he lost five AP to picking up two total body counters after luck had picked his up, and that's between a spirit lord and two blizzards. And then I was trying to play defensive against him to play the mission, so I was trying to throw down the smoke bombs with the uh, splitters and the spirit lord, and I think I tried three or four times before it actually functioned. You attempted time. it five times, and you got it successfully twice. Yeah. You mauled twice, missed once. And there was the first three at the beginning of the game. Yeah. It was like in a row. Yeah. So I was just wasting AP throughout the game. And then you just started throwing like streams. Once I did get up there, you got your streams in range. Yeah. So it didn't matter. You're like four by twos. I couldn't pass armor saves on armor eighteen and twenty models. Yeah, it just once, went once so Kerwin fast. got up there to to go and use his spew or uh, what uh, Toxic A Bomb had two excellent shots where he hit Luck in the middle of the smoke cloud yeah. and managed to clip like both Blizzards and the Spirit Lord at the same time. Something like that. Yeah, um, and that's I mean what the the Toxic A Bomb's AS six. So with luck being a defense four in the smoke cloud, effectively, yeah. I only had a 50-50, but landing both shots dead on and getting four auto hits out of each at POW six and dropping toxic counters on everybody, it was just, that was rough to deal with. Mm -hmm. Toxic counters really didn't even do anything. I just was failing armor saves against yeah. the weak power. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, that's, that's where it was like, it should have been comprehensively a great matchup for you. You had the PS advantage. You didn't have to fight me head on, which meant that all of my stacking all those conditions on you really didn't matter. Um, I think I failed unstoppables really early on. Too. Yeah, yeah. Because I've had games where it goes down to like well, it, four or zero. It didn't even. help that you didn't take unstoppable on the Spirit Lord. Right. Because I was trying to do smoke bomb instead, yeah. which ended up failing. Um, but yeah, I, I think luck passed one and then bit it on the second. Um, Cesspool ended up an unexpected like. 
Cesspool and Hoodoo were easy MVPs for me across all three of my rounds, um, just because both of them have backstab. Yeah. And if I'm able to get initiative, and suddenly Cesspool's AS8 POW six with his uh, with his gun. Yeah. That's pretty good, it especially when you go pistol. and start shredding the armor his off. Pistols him. range eight. Yep. I think it's a pistol. I feel like it should be shorter. It's range. a two shot. Yeah. Well, so pistols like all the outcast stuff is all like blaster pistols and yeah, stuff. Yeah, that used fair. to that used to be twelve inch range. Yeah. Okay. So, um, uh, it's all dishonorable. That's all I know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, like, you're Nick's not better. <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. Getting hoodoo to go early and and hit some models with his uh, victimizing blast. With yeah. toxic, uh, that's a pow four by two, and suddenly it turns into a pow six by two if he gets his backstab proc, yeah, um, and makes it as ten. That's all right. That's fine. Yeah, just all right. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so our game swung. I was almost about to get nine points if I could have you know won initiative and got some stuff going on, or didn't waste AP earlier on. But I think I was at four, five. Uh, you picked up two victory points off doming six. the caustic pretty early, and then you scooped up two bodies. You were about to cash in the last body and, and had then card it down. Yeah, um, yeah, the card. And I was down. I was able to table the last model that was holding that body counter before you could cash it, yeah. which put me eleven to you missing the last three, so which put you to six. Yeah. Yep, yep. Because I was able to cash a body and score two objectives in the last round, and I was at three before that, so. I'd had the advantage on initiative because you pulled ahead so early, and then in that last turn, picking up a total of seven points and then five, six, seven, eight for the table, um, that was that was enough to end up swinging me into the lead on it. Yep. But, um, and then uh, my third game. So oh, my third game uh, was against Aircast uh, Matt. Is it with yeah. the yep. lightning surfing Yvanka? Yep. Um, yeah, the one, the one who won the uh, the MTI down here. Right. That we were yeah, I didn't get to play yep. him last time, so um, I was like, "All right, Yavanka, I got luck. I can do this." And finally, you're hearing the Rocky music. Yeah, train climbing the stairs, and I'm like, "All right." And luckily, this is the game where the dice. I won't say they went well for me, but they didn't go as bad as they had been the last two games. I actually could roll single digits every once in a while, so I was kind of cautious. Squad linking, some units, go up, go on hold. He came up on hold. He didn't want to come within uh, with Yavanka up too close either. And finally, I was just like, let me just do this. Uh, last AP, I charge Yavanka with luck. I bring in the Sparrow Lord, squad linked up, and uh, do some damage. Nothing major, but we're all kind of right up there on the line. And I'm like, well, I'm activating his ability in the next turn. And Yavanka also activates hers. And since she's base to base... She can't move because it's unengaged. She okay. It's a condition on that, I believe. It, it's possible. Otherwise, she would have been allowed to wheel on your base. She's not allowed to disengage, but she is allowed to move. I believe her thing says unengaged it, uh, true born condition. It might, but I'm just spitballing. Um. So he, but he basically moved other ones around uh, to make choke points. So once I killed Yvonka with luck, I only had an option to engage the death device. I believe it was. And the hula so, hoop of doom. Uh, no, actually, he had uh, Grand Arbored in an ice uh, death device. Okay, yep, that's and, pretty common. Yeah. Uh, so I went into them, into him, and then I was able to kill him, but I had to burn through the unstoppable once or twice, and that just basically ate up all of Lux. 
AP. AP. Yep. And then uh, on his counter maneuver, his other the air death device or what cyclone? I don't remember what it was. Some trueborn something air came, of, uh, sure. and came in, finished Luck off, who had taken a wound or two from Yvonka earlier. Um, and then Luck died, and then it just went to a back and forth. Um, my Soul Splitters did great. They didn't mal this game. Uh, my Soul Splitters have a record of every turn, one of the two of them will mal, either uh, dropping smoke of Psychogenic or with the crossbow, mostly the crossbow. Jacob can attest. It is yeah. literally every turn one of the two of it's, them. It's and when one of them dies, reliable. it's guaranteed that one then that lives will do it. This game, they did not. Uh, so they were able to pick off, um, I'm like, sidestep this. Boom. Aimed crossbow shot. Uh, Hailkin came in, did their job like Hale can do. We can gang up with them. There's just a volume of attacks with rending. Did work. Um, I think that game, I ended up 15 to 6. I yeah. won. Yeah. Um, and I had probably some of the highest points for losing other games compared to everybody else. Mm-hmm. So I ended the day in third place, the best almost non-two-and-one uh, player. I had the highest points next to the next two people, yep. of you and Sam. Yep. And I had lost two games. So I felt pretty good. My losses were rough, and I feel a lot of that was to dice. I made some mistakes, which I do know, but I hadn't played in two months. Well, so. and you've you've talked about feeling like you need to continuously evolve your secondary deck. That too. My deck, it is either yeah. good or it is really bad. It either starts real hot and then <clears throat> drops, or it's just frigid the entire game, because like once you actually start drawing cards that would have been completable in the early game, yeah. they've already been completed, and you can't, you can't get those points back again. Yeah. So, I need to work on revising that, which I might have Jacob help me with after this episode um <clears throat> but so yeah uh, at the event uh the host uh chris mm-hmm. uh jokingly wrote on my third place certificate uh best improvement because i've had a abysmal record at his events so far yeah um <clears throat> which chris is a good guy i've known him for years so it's it was all fun um and then jacob's third game was against my, my third round was against sam who was um, my first round opponent yep um, and I, I mean, I went kicking and screaming to the best of my ability. I sicked uh, Cesspool on the uh, Storm Elemental a couple rounds before uh, Storm Elemental was able to activate. So suddenly I'm hitting on uh, tens and no sidestep, and then I'm all the way up to POW 6 and shredding armor off. Um, unfortunately, uh, where things kind of jammed up for me is that uh, Brovanko was able to tie up the Abomination and Father Kerwin both. Kerwin activated, burned all four AP, could not hit. See, uh, sidestepped? Uh, no, Kerwin couldn't even hit. Oh, just couldn't hit? Okay. Uh, I, I think I got one hit that she sidestepped. Um, the Abomination across four of his AP had one mal, two misses, and the one hit got sidestepped. Next round... Uh, he doesn't have... Well, I guess sidestep or no is brutal or anything he would have. Yeah, I so, mean, he's got crush, crush, where if I would have been able Once to connect one through the sidesteps, I could have just mulched him but and so that was that was then the story on the next successive turn i won initiative tried to beat him down couldn't he goes um it my abomination basically ended up killing itself because it would mal at least Mm -hmm. once per activation um and i even though kerwin's as8 and brovanka is defense three so across four ap i should get two hits one of which should make it past sidestep 
And if I can get that early in the activation, Kerwin has a special ability that if he's attacking models that have toxic counters, mm -hmm. he gets to reroll to hit. Um, and that could have been huge. It just didn't get anywhere. That's the scenario where you needed Hoodoo to throw his ranged yeah. on there first. Yep. He could have, yeah. Yep, yep. but Hoodoo was, was too busy trying to help Cesspool um, deal with uh, the Storm Elemental. Yeah. And the, again, they were mostly successful. At the end of the game, um, I, I had a couple bad mouths in a row, uh, but Sam only ended the game with a squall and one or two wounds on a Death's Device of Air. Um, so, like, I, I went kicking and screaming, uh, and, and my victory points kind of reflected that, because uh, I think... So let's see here. She had 225 left on the table, which means that I got five victory points, because it was Ancient and Bloody Wasteland. And I had about three or four from cards. So I still managed to scoop up nine, even at a loss. Um, I think she slingshotted around to a 12 or a 13 by the time she tabled me. Um, but it, like I said, I, I put up the best fight I was able to. And if not for the fact that my dice were a little colder than they should have been, and hers were very, very hot, uh, I think I saw her fail maybe three sidesteps all day against me. Um, yeah. That's, I mean, what what are you going to do when the dice are that hot yeah. for the other player? It's and that's, brutal. It, yeah, it, it and that's that's not to demean her victory. Um, she's she's very familiar, very experienced with that aircast list. That's what she took to Michigan GT, and she played some variant of that list all, previously. like, eight yeah. rounds at Michigan GT, and uh, previously she'd been playing, instead of Bravanka, she was taking Yovanka. Um, so she's, I mean, she's made some subtle tweaks to it, but in general, this is the same list that she's been playing since I've known her. Um, and since, since she started, so I started seeing her play in events like Adapticon and down here. I, I learned one, uh, valuable lesson when I played her in the first round. Uh, squalls have proximity strike. Yeah, I thought I was going to tie him up. Super tasty. Oh goodness. I had two blizzards and a spirit lord all right next to each other. Balled up, squad link, run up and assault. I'm like, ha, tie him up. Proximity strike. Point blank. Yep. Conduction. Oh, goodness. Conduction. So, oh, goodness. <laughs> I lost all three. Just yeah, your Spirit Lord's got armor 18. Let's go ahead and power multiply. Uh, let's pick the blizzards off first. So let's power multiply those until they're Rate dead. Fire 2. Yep. Proximity strike 2. Point blank. Oh, I lost everything that turn. Uh, that was AS6, so bad. AS6, POW 6? That was Might my mistake. Might be AS8, POW 6, but yeah. Yeah. I did not Squalls know that point blank. Squalls are super good. And then they've got Master of Air Sidestep combo. Yep. 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 Pretty ugly. So, um, otherwise, uh, what's, uh, what's the big, uh, you two just played a game where we had, uh, St. Isaac versus Icecast. And I decided to basically run the exact same list I was at the tournament, seeing if I could get a better results, just get more experience with luck, now that mm -hmm. he's actually standing on his base correctly. Um, Which didn't help him. I mean, luck did work, you know, but it, it, it's just, he has it, no Actually, defense. you know, to start the game off. Is I honestly thought there was no chance that I was going to be able to do better than just hold you back and keep you from you know keep you from taking keep him from kind of steamrolling over you. Yeah, that's that's what I thought because I was you know I figured you know I was going to have a, a turn or two that I was going to get to do some shooting and then he was going to be in my face. And yeah, then I, and that's, you know, melee, that's I normally how the game plan goes. So what, what mission right. were you playing? It's the one where the cards are the only victory points. Uh, that is uh, the second expected one. engagement. 
the worst part for me is with that, he has no reason to have to move towards objectives or anything. Right. So I am just charging blindly at him, and he can just keep backing up and shooting at me with his range. Right. Well, now the reason why I did, but the reason why I didn't need to go to objectives is you and I both pick secondary objectives, which were, our deck is built out. Yeah, is built towards killing the other other player. So yeah, I didn't I didn't need to do anything. I needed to stay back and wait for you to come within range, and then try to get as much damage as I possibly could before you were, like, in melee. Yeah. So I think the first two turns, we both kind of just was measuring a lot of range, moving up, going on hold. I went a little more aggressive, but there was a big centerpiece train I was able to hide around for the most part. Um, and then finally, third round, I decided to run the gauntlet. Um, uh, I had taken Chilling yes. Grasp on my Spirit Lord. And so I, I squad-linked Spirit Lord, Luck, and the two blizzards, Charge that, uh, well, just move the Spirit Lord up. He basically took all of the on-hold fire. Um, I was going to be banking on my Unstoppable on him. I did roll a 20 on the first armor save, which put me down to one wound immediately. So I was frustrated on that one. Yeah, that, that did not help. <clears throat> you either missed, or I made armor saves, luckily enough, or... Uh, pass on yeah, 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 my own holds didn't, yeah. didn't amount to anything. And I then you knocked Isaac down. So oh, that I had, I had shot Isaac with a splitter. So he's prone and sundered. Um, so I grasped with the Spirit Lord, threw him behind the Spirit Lord, and then moved up with Locke and the <laughs> Blizzard. Behind, I was going to say, behind the Spirit Lord and right in front of Locke. <laughs> so Locke was able to charge on the first activation and just nuked through him. Yeah, uh, It did take all four to kill him since he's had five health and I missed once. Yeah, you, you you did have to you did have to throw quite a bit at him, but that's pretty typical for Isaac. You're you're not going to take yeah, him out with that's that's what I was saying. I think I think suit Isaac is for me like he's he's not doing anything particularly special, but defense six, armor twenty, move four, and still having five health. Yeah. Um, very very good. He has a very yeah very good stat line on that. Yeah, you you're you're just not going to take him out casually. You, yeah. you need to put some focus power focus. Well, uh, what's force what's on more him. is that if they don't, he's got the two die, six by two flamers. Yes, which, oh, which I did get. I I did get those off once, because uh, you pulled me in and you on hold. And yep. then, so as, luck then as soon as luck moved, I went off hold. And I got him, and I did take out... Uh, the splitter, I think, was off the, the, the side. The splitter, I think I got the splitter with... Who had already flamer. shot, yeah. And then I, I think I did take at least one point, one hit point off of luck, I think. Yeah, oh, uh, so I had I had rolled a 20 for the Spirit Lord, taking on hold earlier. Uh, the splitter rolled a 20, I think. Or did I either fail both flames? Either way, the splitter died immediately from... Yeah, the splitter, splitter died either from uh, from... From 20s or... Luck rolled a 20, whatever. but luckily he has tough as nail, so I only took one. But then he's on fire, so while I'm making my attacks, I think I took one more. Because I think I ended that turn with two wounds on luck from there. Uh, that sounds about right, yeah. Yeah. Um, so then after I killed Isaac, the blizzards didn't have anything really to do, so they just kind of moved up uh, with the hailkin, kind of meandering, getting in position to screen a little bit better again. Um... Next turn after that, I basically did the same thing to his Prometheus. Yep. As I pulled a sharp right around this terrain piece, pulled the Prometheus right behind my Spirit Lord, and then got one attack, I think, with the Spirit Lord, and then finished him up with the Blizzard. Yep. So luck was free. 
So, yeah, I mean, and I think the Prometheus had already gone off hold, so he couldn't do anything. So right. he was sort of <clears throat> along for the ride. Uh, Short Luck, ride. Luck charged over, well not charged, but moved over towards um, Nathaniel and Orchid to try and screen for the rest of my yeah. army. Well, I, I think it might be, might be good that my army, for the listeners to know that I was running Isaac paired with a centipede, Squad, you know, pretty much squad linking. Cora and a Prometheus squad linked together. Yep. A weaponsmith and then Nathaniel and Orchid. And Nathaniel and Orchid, I had sent out on a kind of a flanking move, whereas I kind of kept everything else together. But uh, Orchid and Nathaniel, I kind of wheeled them out towards the right, and they weren't really, they weren't really involved in anything, so kind of got forgotten. Almost, not, yeah. not, not, not forgotten, but just... I knew they were coming, they but just I wasn't weren't really um, worrying. Yeah, they, they weren't in a position to worry you. Yeah. So I moved Luck over there to kind of intercept them for the next turn, which ended up not working out in my favor. <laughs> as, no, no uh, I didn't. I believe, Rick, you won initiative that turn. I forgot that Nathaniel and Orchid were moved four. Um, mm-hmm. They were able to run up to Luck. Um, was it Orchid first? Well, Orchid, yeah, Orchid ran up to... Uh, luck first, and and I think you put him down to one. I had. I think she put him down to one. Yeah, I think she. Me she down to one. Yeah, she hit him. She hit him pretty hard. And then uh, Nathaniel came up and hit him. Hit him and killed him. And I don't even think I even took my gang up on that. Yeah. Oh, oh uh, that's because I, I I rolled a five because we uh, I rolled a five and I was like oh that doesn't matter you know what you know. I either hit him once, or hit him twice, and basically killed him. Killed, Maybe I yeah. passed one unstoppable and failed the second. Uh, your hit and run allowed you to go over to my blizzard. Yep. Who had one wound left because he had taken uh, a shot. Bye. Yeah. Killed and him on the Killed hit. him. <laughs> Moved over to my spirit lord, then another four inches to, uh, well, uh, failed that unstoppable and killed my spirit lord. So Nathaniel single handedly took out 425 points, luck, spirit lord, and a blizzard all at once. From there. I had a Hailkin and a Splitter left. <laughs> and he still had Nathaniel, Orchid, Cora, Cora and, a centipede. and a Centipede. And the Weaponsmith, weapon which I think at that time still had at least one more... Um, superior maintenance left? Yeah, yeah. yeah superior maintenance two going in, left. and then on that turn he mailed himself shooting at a Hailkin, so you used one, so he had one left. I turn. had one left, yes. Yes, so... Uh, which I did end up using all three of on them. On the following turn, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember exactly what on, but I remember I used all I think maybe the Centipede. Who knows? Uh, that might have been it. But yeah, this, the Centipede and Korra never really did anything. Yeah, Nathaniel was a, the v, M, VP, oh, yeah. VIP. And, but I mean, Korra and the uh, yeah. Centipede were on hold. They shot some stuff. They didn't do... Like, they did some damage like the Spirit mm-hmm. Lord at the beginning. Oh, you know what, though? Korra took out the Splitter there at the end, didn't she? Her, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. So she, she did She did do that, yeah. Yeah, so I ended up being tabled bottom of, like, fifth. Yeah, that was about uh, right. I had the lead with the cards at the beginning, um, and on the last turn I had killed something with an aim shot, which I had a splitter left. I just needed to do one wound somewhere to do it, but couldn't win initiative before I got tabled there. Right, which was good because then I had the card that said kill, kill an enemy that hadn't been activated, so it was, I was able to... Uh, e- even if I hadn't tabled you, I pulled ahead eight points to your to my six. six. And then so you tabled me. 
Um, so yeah, it, it was a weird swing there when I kind of, yeah, and it wasn't something that I expected as, as a matter of fact, I, I very much after you took out Isaac and my Prometheus, uh, I, I honestly thought the game was over and I was just going to, uh, do as much damage as I possibly could at that point. And I, you know, it's, uh, I, I think it's a, it's a testament to how great this game is because it's, uh, you can still win even if you lose your your heavy hitters. Yeah, yeah. And that's a pro and con sometimes of a skirmish level game where losing one or two models can uh, feel like a big blow, but it also can swing back again. Right. So. Right. So I mean, it, it makes for really good games. Yeah, it was. I, I think this was a great game. Um, I, I I still think Nick should have won the game, uh, just, not uh, being just from a mathematics fun. standpoint. But uh, but you lose. Uh-huh, <laughs> Is that the first game we've played, or have we played once before? Um, you know that might have been the first time we've played. I don't remember a previous game. Yeah, I think it's the first time. Yeah, I think it is. Well, we're shaking hands right now. Good game, really. Yeah, that was a great game. I, I enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, regardless of win lose, it was a fun game. Yeah. And it's nice seeing Nathaniel and Orchid in actual gameplay. Because I looked at the cards, I think they look like cool models and just concept. Mm-hmm. And then seeing them work, I'm like, oh, that is nice. And that's... And Rick never even had to use the reroll ability that they get for being a cabal together. Yeah, yeah. I, I know that you're kind of drawn to, to strikes on the basis that you're looking to pay, play St. Luke. But, like, for me, it's it's very hard to not well, push people. Well, I'd stingers over strikes, but I just like the look of those models, Sure, too. yeah. yeah. Well, now, now, I've got to say that it took me several games to really get the hang of Nathaniel and Orchid. I, I don't... Yeah, because I think... Their synergy is not... You, you played against natural. me when I was playing K3. Yeah. Uh, when I was first trying out the boom tube. And uh, they ended up caught out in the open. Yep. They were overexposed, and I just plastered them. Right. And I was like thinking, oh, what's so great about the, these, yeah. these two? But as I have kind of learned that they are not... They are supporting characters. They're yep. very strong supporting characters. They're, but they are not your army. No. But they, they can make a huge difference. They've in got the really strong harassing fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they're they're designed though to sit back, poke a little bit, and then go in and have that one big turn where they pop off with hit and run and, and play clean up. Yeah, right. they're very right. much a hit the flanks, harass, and then clean up pair. Yeah. 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 So I mean, I I have learned um, you know, I, I've played quite a few games with St. Isaac now, and, and, and I do want to move on to my St. John. The Griffin? I yeah, I think it's, I think it's my St. John. Yeah, if it's, if it's the Griffin, it's John. I think so, but I don't have the Griffin. Uh, it's now. the Dragon, Mark. That's what uh, I, uh, I No, think Mark, I, I have the Mark model, uh-huh. uh, just because I think the model's really cool, okay. but I don't have anything other okay. than Mark on the Dragon. So then, yeah. So you, I think it's John, you've got is, John is the other but one But you didn't buy the Griffin version? To. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So, um, you know, so so for the most part, I've pretty much played just Isaac. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, as hard as it is to lose Isaac, I almost always lose him. He's just he's just a friggin' magnet. Everybody wants to go I mean, after him and yeah. wants to kill him. Well, yeah, because if you don't, he will... He will well, do some damage. I guess I feel like Alex plays Isaac extremely differently from how you play Isaac. 
Um, Alex tends to play Isaac more as a more as a sniper. Mm-hmm. He and pumps the range. He's he's more of a boss than a leader. So as opposed to I want to get in there and use the flamethrower and mess somebody up. I, I have a tendency to use the flamethrower more than the uh, Alex's Isaac list is almost exclusively. I'm going to sit back here and take really long range plank shots. Now how does he do with that? You, range fourteen. Uh, he he does extremely well. I think uh, his track record this year up at uh, up at Lafayette. He's like. Six and three total out of his nine games across three events. Okay. Um, he's historically had a rough time with Aircast, but since he got some coils for his list, um, that's changed significantly. Uh, yeah, that'll make a difference. Um, yeah, yeah. And he's he's um, he's not using Cora, and he's not using Centipedes. He tried Prometheus this time and really came out unimpressed. Yeah, Prometheus is... is isn't iffy. It seems too short range for what it does. He is very points. short range, but I, I can tell you when you get in there with the um uh what my memory just just left me. Um where you can like basically move full distance. Oh quick draw. Uh, quick draw, Pick that was it. Quick draw. Yeah, so you, so you pair him up with Cora, give him mm-hmm. quick draw, give him uh the power multiplier so that his yep. flamers get uh is it four by uh, six by two? It gets bumped to a six by two. Yeah, yeah. it gets six by two, quick draw. Because they're normally four by two, but you can amp them for plus two power. Right. So you 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 send him up there. I mean, it's almost a suicide mission, mm-hmm. but he can do some damage if he gets that opportunity to hit correctly. Mm-hmm. I think for me at like five hundred points, if I was looking to play something Saint Isaac based, it would be Cora, Prometheus, Nathaniel, Orchid, and Gristle. Yeah, Gristle, I haven't thought too much about on that. But yeah, that is a lot of bounty hunters. But it's the idea that you have a dizzying amount of straight shots. Because you've Mm -hmm. got Rate of Fire 2 each on Nathaniel and Orchid. You've got a two-die attack on Gristle. Now all those are 8 inches. And then you've got Korra at either 10 or 12, where she gets to kind of sit back and and make some, some more precision shots. And at which point, you don't have to use Prometheus as aggressively. Right. You get to use Prometheus as a very counter-aggressive tool. And so suddenly when the enemy overextends to hit your lines, Prometheus comes through and sets up Nathaniel and Orchid for a really big turn. Um, especially if you combo Gristle with Nathaniel and Orchid. Um, Gristle has the ability to give plus one AS and plus one movement to a squad link. So suddenly you can push Nathaniel mm. and Orchid to move five. Ooh, yeah. Seems pretty okay. Yeah, that, that, that sounds... <laughs> That's, that sounds that sounds okay. <laughs> I may have to, I may have to give that one a shot. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, Gristle even brings two superior maintenance tokens to the party. Now, now speaking of Gristle, though, um, I've not been paying real close attention to mm-hmm. what's being released, but we still don't have a Gristle model, do we? Sure, don't. I've oh, been using. Damn. I've been using an old, uh, so the the way the Warwinds used to be in the game, they mm-hmm. had a gun and a single katana. So I've got one of the old female Warwind sculpts that has the gun and the katana. I think I've got and that one, yeah. it's distinctive enough, and since it doesn't have an appropriate use in the game right, right. now. So that's official, yeah, the official rules say that if there isn't a bottle, you can proxy yeah. just yep. about anything yeah. you want. Yeah, and like I said, it's it's visually distinctive and it's very easy to be like, this model that looks like no other model in Dark Age and no other model in my army is Gristle. 
it's it's appropriately sized because it's a 30 mil. It's a human sculpt. Once it's painted, cough, cough, it might look even more distinct. Yeah, coming, coming from, from the guy who played Heresy for how many years without a painted models? Yeah, are we looking at Jacob still? Because I had my army painted. Did you? Yeah, my net was painted. He's going to insist they were anyway. Yeah. Okay. Revisionist history. Yes. All right. Yeah. Okay. Only victors get to write history. Um, well, you got to be a victor first. Yeah. <laughs> which I don't really Stink have. Stink guy doesn't work over podcast, but I'm giving. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Which which <laughs> I don't have a lot to I, I don't have a lot to say because I haven't beat your night lords. So. Yeah. Um, well, at least that's one game I can win at sometimes. <laughs> uh, so with my eyes cast, still can't do a positive win spread. It seems. Even though I get some good close games. I've had fun with them. I like Ice Cast. I like the fluff. I like the feel of the army. I just feel I'm just always a little short yeah, every time. In in general. So given how you performed at our first event here, where you had the most victory points, you even beat first place on victory points. Because even you, when I lose, I normally do yeah, you play close games. You I just definitely had a trough for about six months where things got really shaky and really ugly for you. But, but even when but, I've lost that, I've done good ex- points. Exactly. So. You, you, you've yeah. come back around to the point where you, I mean, you made top half finally. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think our game was an outlier. I, I honestly do. I, I, no, I, I should not have won that game. That's how almost all my games go is I get tabled around turn five, but I've killed most of your army. I've scored a lot of points early, but I can't stay alive long enough to win the game is yeah. what I feel. Yeah. Well, and I'm I'm trying to convince you. You don't want to take the Spirit Lord out. You want to take the Blizzards out. Blizzards do nothing but take wounds and die. I'm trying to convince him that the Blizzards are more economical because they're same defense, same armor save, and they're four wounds guaranteed as opposed to the Spirit Lord, who is three wounds and a chance at four or five with Unstoppable. Um, I'm trying to convince him to take the Spirit Lord out and put two whispers in. He's trying to think he wants to pull two blizzards out and then drop whispers. I, I don't in. know. His list is pretty is pretty good the way it is right now. I, I don't think it's a bad list. Ooh, I think you need to split the difference. I think you need to pull the uh, spirit lord of ice for a uh, spirit lord of fire. Maybe. Hmm. I was thinking about a different spirit lord, but I'll have to look into it. Right now, for me, I feel. I'm having to cross the distance so much that the three AP of the blizzards is what's holding uh, me back. Firecast have a model that has blind on a blast. That could work. That could be helped. That could be that defensive. could really swing things for you. And I think that's a model with hit and run. I think that's the pyres. Okay, I'll have to look into that one. But yeah, so right now I'm looking at Grand Arbiter to bring maybe some whispers, maybe a different spirit lord in something around to give me some more play. To see if I can't augment the rest of my army. Just enough to give me that oomph that I feel like I need a little bit more. Um, and then I like to play my brood right now. I've been proxying a lot because I got some models, but I don't want to commit to like building and painting them until I have the rest of the stuff, make sure they all kind of match. Um, and then St. Luke is what I'm going to be starting. It's my next army, but that's at the commissioner right now. So hopefully that can be done in the next month or two and I'll be able to get some games practice with them. Yeah, I uh, I'm I'm still looking to to try out the uh, the the revamped bloodlist, and I've got a bunch of Forsaken that I haven't really played with yet. But um, right now, it's it's tough for me to um, to really commit hard to working on my Dark Age stuff because um, uh, all three of us took a took a paint class back in September, um, and I'm I'm definitely wanting to build 
a uh, an army for Horus Heresy that's always kind of been my pipe dream army for that system. Um, and so I'm I'm trying to strike while the while the iron is hot. Um, there's a lot of construction that goes into that army though. Uh, it's a it's a real pain in the ass, but. Which army is that? Uh, Thousand Suns. So okay. I'm, yeah, I'm playing. You got a lot of I'm playing work ahead of you. Yeah. I'm playing Land Raider Rush Thousand Suns. So mm-hmm. if you've seen how Ryan's Land Raiders look for his Death Guard, mm-hmm. I'm building those, which means a lot of like sticking individual plates onto tracks. Yeah. Which is a son of a bitch. Um, and then tanks. Uh, I don't remember tanks in Samaria. No. Little Jeff. We, we we talk about other anyway, um, and so it's it's hard for me to give that hobby time to Dark Age because I do have two fully painted armies for the system, um, two fully painted armies that in general I do enjoy playing. Um, it's it's tough for me to justify spending hobby time on Dark Age when when I'm. I'm at least feeling like I'm closer to this like dream army than I've ever been. Yeah, well, paint about half of it, and then you'll be begging to go back to Dark Age. So oh yeah, the idea of painting again. like ten models and being done is a well. I say that like the building's going to be a pain in the ass for Thousand Suns, but I think all in all, I have fifteen Terminators, seven bikes, and eleven models in power armor. Yeah, but see, that's yeah. what I love about Dark Age. Because, oh yeah, ten because because you're, you're not painting the same model no, again and again much. and yeah. again and again. You 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 paint one and it's base. I mean, basically, it, it's painting an army of characters. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's much more manageable. Yeah, well, not just manageable, but I find it more enjoyable. Well, and that might that might be a way to to like reward or incentivize myself as far as the the Thousand Suns project goes. Do one squad of Thousand Suns and then one model for... Or one tank or whatever. Once I've completed a thing for Thousand Suns, I can go and paint one model for whatever I'm hoping to run on the 2019 circuit. One friendly jab is, do you have your Alpha Legion done? No. (laughs) Okay. I've played them Finish one project before you go on to the next. I've played them for like three or four years now and I'm Ugh. You're down yeah. to detail work now. Yeah, I, I am. I am like scraping, like clawing fingernails, trying to drag myself across the finish line with all the detail work that has to go into that. And it's it's not too bad because I have bashed out most of the like block work in mm-hmm. terms of like everybody needs the trim done on their shoulder pads or everybody needs their bolt guns with a little color on them and that kind of thing. No, now it's down to the nitty gritty of like lenses, doing a little bit of dirt. I only make it as a friendly jab because oh, yeah, no. I started my Alpha Legion after you and completed yep. I've completed and moved on. Yep. And yep. I never want to see any more teal metallic green for the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah, that's I I I'm definitely there with you. I think I've got like two or three units that I would love to do up for my Alpha Legion since mm-hmm. since I've got so much of them already, like doing just a couple extra units. Even if it doesn't radically change the army, um, mm-hmm. like the new Lernaeans that they brought out, and, and yeah. doing a copy of Alpharius for myself, um, but in general, like it's it's like a termite, and then maybe fifteen infantry models total that I need to right. still finish for those, and then I can genuinely be done with the Alpha Legion and like sign off on that project. Well, cool. Um, but you have. 
two dark age armies complete. Yeah. So yeah. that is the the aircast and, and the K three that that David did. Um, and I'm I'm hoping to to do future armies myself, but obviously that means that like some of the dark age stuff has worked its way back to David, like as they've released more, um, or I shouldn't say released more. Uh, Brovanka and the uh, the slaves for Dragiri. Those are mm-hmm. those are on David's bench at some point. But yeah, perpetual painting. Dave does a lot of our Dark Age stuff. Yep. Uh, when I bought the Ice Cast, they already were painted by Dave. They were the demo army, and so now he's basically done all my add-ons to that army. And with his special he did a month or two ago, mm-hmm. I went ahead and threw in my Saint Luke to that. Um, but when it comes to the Brood, I'm hoping I can paint those myself. Yeah. But I only get about an hour of hobby time a week if I'm lucky. Um, I am thinking this Thanksgiving break that's coming up, I will try and sit down and do a model or two of brew myself and see dude, how I get a finished model. Dude, where is your where is your time going? Uh, I've been working mandatory overtime for nine months. Well, not just oh my god, and I have an hour drive to and from. Yeah, there. So I was going to say uh, he more than more than the mandatory overtime. Again. He's he's losing two hours a day to a commute. Oh, that sucks, dude. Yeah. yeah. You need, a, you need a job like mine where you can work from home. Oh, that'd be so nice. I'm working my way up doing more inventory reports and stuff like that, so I'm not as dependent. Yeah. But but, but anyway, that, that in general is, is kind of where I'm hoping to trend. Close the book on one project, try to balance a couple others at once. I mean, I, I sat down and I built, minus the abomination, I built all of my Toxic Cult in one sitting. Mm-hmm. And that was super great um, oh yeah dark age models are not that bad to build for the most yeah, part yeah uh, well, uh, firestorms firestorms fire are they're well ditch. those are metal right? they're a yeah different so metal the new they're spindly they're a different problem from what like my heresy army when like my heresy army and i've got to do 50 power armor models and i want to make sure each of them has a unique head torso combination yeah so you spend a lot a lot of time. Oh, or design, uh, yeah, stylizing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, and I, I knew, like, I had spent too much time, especially, like, Perpetual Painting Dave heckles me about how much time that I spend on just, like, shit birds for heresy. Right. Because he's like, that's, that's a 10-point model. Like, right. why? Those are grunts. Who cares? No one's going to yeah, look at, at them. at 2,500 points, why do you care about a 10-point grunt? And I'm like, that's just, that's who I am. Yeah. And that's that's something that I do miss a little with Dark Age is that I do I do miss the individualization. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well don't worry about it. GW is gonna screw that up too. <laughs> Snapfit. Yeah, well, um, Snapfit for everything. Everything's gonna look the same. That's fine. It hasn't come to any of the things that I'm doing with Heresy right now. Yeah. So. I, I will say uh, I'm hoping and we'll see what the community thinks once I get one or two of my brood actually finished painting, but I learned to paint on Tyranids, which are monstrous insects, and so I have a very developed way of painting for organic-looking models. And get your shells, get your flesh. Shells, flesh, washes, there's a styles to do this, and I'm pretty well-versed at it. Uh, Tyranids are also a horde army, so I'm used to painting like a hundred of the same model and just getting done with it. When the Rude Starter first came out, I assembled in one day and I painted them two thirds of the way done. Yeah. In a couple hours. They're of they're at least tabletop done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with exception, I think one of the saws, uh, saw blades, because I was like trying to decide which way which to do one color. Yeah, with them, a couple yeah. things. Um, so I'm I'm hoping once I'm able to sit down, I can get some of that army work, like just really good tabletop quality, in a, a couple of days. 
But uh, I was the list I want to run is for me right now is just frustrating because I've seen the models at Gen Con on display. I want Scion and I want the Broodlings, and I'd be able to run the list I want. So I'm just kind of in its holding pattern. But I might just bite the bullet, get uh, the rest of the army built up just so I can play more with the Brood and get a more better feel for them, and just get more experience in Dark Age right now. So I'm ready. Yeah. And then. Everybody watch out. I might win more than one game every once in a while. We'll see. Don't don't make no, that. No, 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 yeah. Everybody shaking their head. Bat. No? Okay. The house wins there. Uh, yeah. um, you know, something that... Uh, I'm going to plug the... Uh, what used to be Heresy Camp is now mm-hmm. Wargamer Camp. Is that Wargaming? That's what it sounds like. Wargaming. It sounds like it's going to be here in Indy, just mm-hmm. off Washington Street near... Uh, not too far from the airport. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to Heresy Camp here in, when we did the first one in Texas. Uh, I thought the mosquitoes were horrible. Well, but, they don't get bad that bad here in Indianapolis. No, they don't get that bad here in Indianapolis. But uh, I, I can tell you, I took uh, Henry Still's painting class, and I think I, I think the plan is to get Henry or Matt or or Andy somebody from the old MKA. So I mean, we've talked about. You know, uh, this special day painting. We've talked about the, Yeah, we, we did this painting class with Matt Kane. Um, I think we're going to probably have that again. So, uh, you know, listeners that might be interested in, you know, wargaming camp, it's not just about heresy, it's not just about dust, and it's not just about. Uh, yeah, yeah, all dark all age, kinds of all kinds of games. Yeah. I can ninety eight percent guarantee we will probably be playing some dark age at this oh, yeah. event. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, we we played dark age at uh, Heresy Camp. Yep. Yeah, so uh, absolutely, I'm, I I know we'll we'll definitely be doing that. So, uh, you know, I I, I want to make everybody everybody that I possibly can aware that going to the first one it was a blast. Mm-hmm. I don't plan on missing any of them going forward and uh, learned a lot from Henry and, you know, all the other little classes that we had and stuff. So Yep. And I know, so uh, Lafayette is going to run the circuit we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They haven't had set dates yet, but they probably will soon. Yep. Um, we might have an event or two next year. We'll find out. We'll find out. Uh, something that works, but I'm looking forward to 2019 playing some more dark age yeah yeah uh, getting more experiences hopefully doing better each yeah. time and try new armies figure new stuff out and uh the good news i mean if that tournament circuit doesn't start up until late january early february that means we've got the better part of uh two or three months to to figure out whether we want to do rotating armies for that circuit whether we want to try to hard commit to an army through that circuit and, and if we want to hard commit what army we want to try to look at so so yeah, everybody mark your calendars. Beginning of February 2019, we're going to see how much hobby progress Jacob actually has done. And then we can also laugh at myself for not doing any by then. Yeah. Because there's like there's weather out. I'm obviously not going to be able to prime, which is going to completely derail my ability to paint anything. Oh, wait, wait, I moved on to airbrush. You have an primer. airbrush, don't yeah. you? I don't do anything but airbrush uh, primer now. Yeah, I don't I don't mess with the rattle cans anymore. Unless it's large terrain pieces. Yeah, yeah. I stopped using rattle cans. Yeah. Anyway. It's not like you don't have a backlog of prime models. I've seen them. Yeah. (laughs) I've actually been doing an excellent job of plowing through those. Good. good. As far as, like, selling them if they're never going to be done. (laughs) Hey, it works. It works. That's one way. Don't knock until you try it. 
otherwise, um, guess we'll catch you all next time. Thanks for joining us. Goodbye. Yep. Have a good one.